Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. My name is Jim Martin, along with my co-host, Chris Beyer. Today's city of the week is Melbourne, Florida. Thanks to all our listeners in Melbourne, which just happens to be the location of my niece, Caitlin. She lives there. So thanks to her and all of her crew that are listening to our podcast down there. And uh, we're going to keep this a family-oriented show today as we introduce our guests tonight, my son, Theo, and my daughter, Josephine. Welcome. Hello. Hi. How's it going, guys? Good. Well, you've probably heard their voice before because they are the voice of the second part intros for the last four or five yeah, episodes of, of season yeah. two. Right, yeah. that's right. So now I understand <laughs> that Theo has got an interest in comedy. Who was your first comedian that you really got a kick out of? I who, don't know. Who do you like to listen to on your Pandora station? Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. He's a good Bill one. Cosby. Okay, Bill Cosby. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I, I remember listening to Bill Cosby when I was probably your age. He was a big name back then, and he's in the news for different stories now. Right. And yeah. I think he said you like Brian Regan, did Brian you say Regan? him? Yeah. And uh, who's the pale guy? Gaffigan. Gaffigan. Mm-hmm. You like Gaffigan? And uh, Jeff, what's his name? Foxworthy? Uh, yeah, Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, Jeff Foxworthy. Uh-huh. So you'll just sit around and listen to comedians. Like some pe- kids listen to music, you'll listen to comedians. Yeah, sometimes. Do you now you're pretty young. How old are you, Theo? Ten. You're ten, and Josephine? Seven. You know, it might be too soon to know what type of career you're talking about, but are you interested in comedy at all, as far Mm, as career? Kind of. Theo, do you have any idea what you might want to be someday? Um, kind of been making some decisions. Oh, really? You've been making decisions already. I didn't know. Okay. no, not really decisions, but like, thinking. like maybe this or maybe that. Okay. 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 What? What are the? What's this and that? Yeah. I'm curious. I don't really have a one. Have one currently. You don't have a brain. Okay. No. Yeah. No. Okay. What is your strength in school? Um, probably writing, math or science. Okay. Josephine, how about you? Are you thinking about what you might? You're only how old did you say you were? Seven. Seven. Have you had any thoughts about what you want to be when you grow up? Uh, a vet or a scientist. Okay. You had a dog. What do you have now? We have, yeah, what do we have now? Guinea we pigs. We have two guinea pigs. Guinea pigs. Are you yeah. like the family doctor for the guinea pig because you want to be a vet? No. No? Sometimes we give them like <laughs> piggy pedicures, like clip their nails and comb their hair. Oh, okay. Cut what did you just do with Ethel the other day? I cut her hair. Guinea and pigs need their hair cut? Yeah. This one does. It's one of those this that looks like a, a mop, looks like a wig. It's kind of a hippie. Her hair yeah. is like yep. this long. Yeah. Her hair grows a lot. And yeah. what's the beginning pig's name one. again? Lucy and Ethel. How old are Lucy and Ethel? They're not uh, even a year old. So, like I said, if they get sick, you'll know what to do. Yeah, I'm expecting I'm expecting that. I mean, I'm not going to know what to do. You, this is good because you won't yeah. have to pay vet bills. You've got your daughter. Yeah, this Joseph is great. Me. Yeah, yeah. Why? So that's good to know. I didn't, I didn't realize. she wants to be a vet. So yeah, I figured right. she's studying up. Sure, she's got to be studying up. I feel like yeah. she isn't. You so feel- these guinea pigs are in trouble, potentially, if they get sick. you got to speak up. <laughs> Nobody can hear your head nod. No. <laughs> no. No. Well, you got the internet now. You can start doing some research. Maybe. You know. Maybe yeah. if we let you get on the internet. Oh, okay. <laughs> we also have a book about guinea pigs, but it's just like guinea pig classification. History. The history of guinea pigs. More or less. Interesting. Yeah. Guinea pigs. Like guinea pigs during the Revolutionary War, guinea pigs in World War II, stuff like that. 
<laughs> right, right. The role of the guinea pigs no. in the World War Two. What was that? What did they do in World War Two? Yeah, they Nothing. just like placed them on the ground, and they went and like spied on them. Oh, like, interesting. Wrote, wrote little papers. <laughs> oh yeah. It was very yeah, scribbly though. Oh, yeah, hard to read. Yeah, it was hard to decipher. The uh, guinea pigs that were able to sneak behind enemy lines and and perhaps plant bombs, perhaps uh, get messages back and forth. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Okay. They yeah. could probably like um make the the enemies love them and then turn <laughs> on them. Wow, moles! <laughs> I thought that's what moles did, but I guess yeah. guinea pigs. Yeah. yeah, double agents. Really? Ooh. No, this is interesting. Yeah. I'm. So what they do? They cross enemy lines. They be the, their cuddly selves, and then the uh, the other side falls in love with them, and then all of a sudden they turn on them. Yeah. Yes. They uh, bite them. They steal stuff from them and sneak it back home. They, yeah, they bite they them and they scratch them and get stuff. They okay. write notes on what they're doing. And <laughs> that's how we came to study the language of guinea pigs. The have you ever have you ever caught pigs. your guinea pigs writing things down? No. no. You just said they write things. Yeah, we better we better In watch World them. War Two though. Oh, World War Two. Yeah, those were trained when they had to. Oh, okay. If I'm on my computer, I better watch when I type my password now. You know, who knows who they're working for? These. Are you two. concerned that your guinea pigs love you and that at some point they're going to turn on you? No. No. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Are you sure they're not spies? Yes, we no, are sure they're they not most, spies. No, they're mostly they mostly just sit on top of each other and crawl under blankets. I think this is all a ploy. I, I, I think you know what I think the World War Two soldiers thought the same thing. Yeah. Right? They're just cuddly, they're just yeah. sweet. And then suddenly, boom. <gasps> you <laughs> out of nowhere. I would think that you guys should keep an eye on them. As Josephine said, they could be a spy, they could be f- trying to fool you into loving them, and then they will turn. Yeah. I don't remember you saying that. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I remember. And then before the guinea pigs, you had a dog. Dog. What was your dog's name? Allie. Allie. How long ago did she pass away, Jeff? Uh, almost two. Last it'll be two year. years. Two years okay. in January. Yeah. Do you both remember Allie? Yeah. You do. What's your earliest memory ever, Josephine? What's the first thing you remember when you were like three days old? Go ahead, start. Why would I remember when I was three days old? Well, you were there, so go ahead and yeah, tell yeah, me. Just, just tell us about it. What happened that day? <laughs> yeah, well, let's start with day one. Okay, yeah. day one, just, you're back home from yeah. the hospital. What did you do? Did you kick back? Did yes, you go, I was cute and cuddly. Like a <gasps> guinea pig. And Ooh. so um, when I was about one, I wanted to eat Allie's food. So I kept getting too close to the food and trying to eat it. So we And Allie was like... And I was Not like, having what's it. happening? What's, why are you doing this, kid? And so, so they had, had to, put to put me in a box. box. Had to put you in a box? Yes. Yes, in a little because cardboard I, box so if you could Jim, stand. Do, Jim, you're going to have to explain this <laughs> well, to the authorities, so well, right. let's go ahead and explain. Right, right. Well, it was, it was a box she could, it was about, what, weight, waist height for you, okay. uh, which made it about a foot off the ground probably, that we stood, and she, she could just stand in the box and watch Allie eat her food instead of th- that way. She felt like she couldn't get out of the box. But now, uh, Josephine, do you still like dog food? Well, only as no. treats. Usually, no. <laughs> it's only a treat. Yeah. Yeah. There was a story. So my mom had uh, when she was a kid. She had this a guest over, and uh, I don't know why, but there was like dog f- cookies on the counter, mm-hmm. and the guest started 
eating them <laughs> because <laughs> well, she you put thought, them on the counter because she thought they were cookies. No, she was just like picking them up and like popping them in her mouth. Yeah, and she was like, mom, mom was like, what? Should I stop her? Should I? Or? Should I say? <laughs> she know? Should I? Did she like them? She didn't really notice. She was like, these cookies are really bland. <laughs> Just mean, a bit need, bland. Could you need, you need to jazz up the dog cookies, in other words. Right. Yeah. Right. Some chocolate chips or something. Yeah. Right? Actually, no. No? Because dogs are allergic to chocolate. Oh, that's right. That's right. And you're the vet, yeah. right? Yeah, you're the vet. Yeah. You're the vet. So you but, know. We defer right. to the of course, yeah. to the expert. You're the expert in this, yep. so we don't know anything about no. this. Theo, day one, you come home. Josie's not there. She's not on the scene yet. You come back again. What do you do that first day on this planet? What do you do? Hmm. Or are you trying to block them out? Me crying like a goat. Me crying like a goat. That was the day, that was the minute you were born. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Okay, well, all right, yeah. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't combine with the face. You've yeah, got right, the goat thing right. going if, on. If right we there. need to go to personator, we, need to, we know where to go, yeah. <laughs> so, you, Jim, what was your first memory you have? He's very old. He might have some trouble remembering. Right. It actually might have been. I hit. I fell. I hit my head. I was living next to you, next yeah. door. I fell off a chair. I think I was a little older. I think it was like around five, though. Mm-hmm. Does this explain things? Him hitting his head. Yeah. Does that explain? Mm, <laughs> no. 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 You have no never told me that story. Really? Right. We just talked about it on the way over here. You asked me if I've ever gone to the hospital. And I hit my head on the corner of a coffee table. Blood was all over the place. And my, my parents panicked, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they called the uh, paramedics. The paramedics mm-hmm. got me and uh, took me away in the paramedics off to the hospital to get yeah. stitches. So. Gross. <laughs> okay, Josephine, right, how about you? The most painful thing that ever happened to you? Mm. Physical pain. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Daddy? What do I think? Yeah. Her knee pops all the time. She said it really hurts when her knee oh, yeah. pops. Yeah. Yeah. And they say it's just a growing pain, but it's not. They're lying to you. Yes. <gasps> the medical authorities. Yes. As a veterinarian, she yeah. knows. You have a distrust for any doctor that treats humans as opposed to animals? Is that what's going on? No. No? Now, let's talk about school. Theo, what grade are you in? Fifth. And you guys both go to a Montessori school, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the same one. Okay, what grade are you in? <laughs> Second. Second. Okay. So, Theo, what have you been working on? Um, well, in math, I've been working on turning fractions and decimals into percents. Okay. And in science, we've been learning about the animal kingdoms, I think, like Pisces, Aves, okay. Mammalia. Birds, fish. Mammalia. Yeah. Is that what you said? Mammals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Josephine, what about you? What are you learning? Um, Other I things? got a lesson on the president. Okay. Um, the current president? Or just presidents in general? Presidents. Start okay. with Washington, right? Yeah. George Washington, yeah. And then we sort of skipped a few. You skipped a few. Yeah. <laughs> How did the, they... The, the unimportant ones. Yeah. <laughs> Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe. Keep going, guys. Go ahead. Take over. Um. <laughs> just any time, though. Just join right in. Just join right in. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm teasing. Jackson is in there. The Jackson's number seven. I think you got Quincy Adams. That was the son of John Adams, the second one. The sixth one was his son. And we had one like that here recently. George Bush and George Bush Jr., or whatever you want to call him. 
You had George Bush and George Bush Jr. on the podcast? Yes. Yes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they were here. and they're uh, Actually, they were here and they were not good. We we edited the whole yeah. thing out. We tossed it. Yeah, nothing. So. nothing. There was nothing salvageable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quiet. No, they're, they they're might there. be listening. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, we had to toss that whole podcast. I'm starting to get concerned that we might have to toss this whole podcast. I, I was always told the kids... We're supposed to say the darndest things and the funniest things and the cutest things. Yeah, they're not. This episode uh, is really going nowhere. Really, you don't think you're not impressed, huh? No. Oh yeah, well I think you've been putting us in too many tough situations where we can't even be funny. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow! You're not you're not wow. setting them up. He's wow. waiting for the setup. So right? you're blaming me is what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. I thought I had some pretty good comedic things where I'm asking you about your guinea pigs and you're not buying it. <laughs> On the spot. I put, put the. Is that what I'm supposed to do? Hey, as, no, not at all. Well, what else do you think about Chris? Hmm. I don't know if I. Do we want to make this about me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Theo seemed to also lash out. Yeah, he really, he really got got a little bit hmm. violent, but then yeah. he settled down. Well, he settled in, but you know, they're still not. They're making funny hand gestures, but this isn't working for a <laughs> podcast. Hmm. Yeah, well, you yeah. weird hand gestures too. You're doing like. Waving your like, flappy old hands around. If you're not going to make fun of me, let's make fun of your dad. He's got flappy hands. There's nothing to make fun of. <laughs> He's rotten and he throws socks at me. He's got big ears like elephants. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Remember, I have to. I'm, well, I have to. I'm supposed to take you home. So are you guys, now that you've had this experience, are you going to have a podcast? Yeah. I don't think we, we can do that. Yet. No? You don't think you can do that yet? No, because we don't have our own phones. We can't do... Like, We're not using a we phone We don't have here. this There's equipment. It's a school equipment. If you come up with an idea and you figure it out, come back to me or your your dad and let's get this... Act. Who Who's going to be on your first uh, podcast yeah, uh, if right. you end up having one? Uh, Nina Evans. Oh, that's one of her friends at school. Is she yeah. funny? Is she smart? Yeah, she's really smart and funny. Okay. All right. Well, I'll look for that one. When's that yeah. one coming out? Five years. Five years from now. Yes. Okay. okay. That's a lot of prep time. I so, think you could cut that down. So, look, Christmas 2024? Somewhere in there, yeah. 2024. Yeah. Okay. I'll mark it on the calendar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Theo, what about you? When's your podcast coming out? Who do you got on there? Um, prob- maybe Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. It's, it's Saturday, this coming Saturday in the future. This coming Saturday. Really? What would be the focus of your podcast? Is it comedy? Is it history? Is it math, science, the things that you're good at? Uh, Percentiles, percentages? How about that? It's going to be about comedy. Okay. Funny things. So who is your dream guest? Who do you want, who do you want on your show? Um, Izzy Avila. That's another one of your friends. If you could have anybody, anybody, who would you really want on your podcast? Leonardo da Vinci. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be a tough one, but it's a tough get. Yeah. You but could have somebody that would pretend to be him. I am Leonardo da Vinci. Why would you like to interview me? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing here. <laughs> He's, uh, you know, Leonardo, what's his last name? Da Vinci. No. Da Vinci means of Vinci. It's like Leo of Vinci. It'd be like Theo of Tosa. So you're Theo of Tosa or Theo de Tosa. So I don't know what his last name is, but it's not Da Vinci. Hmm. See, you learned something right there. That could be oh, something you could use in your podcast. Interesting. I'm going to have a fun podcast. Okay. Unlike this one. <laughs> right. 
I want to thank you guys for stopping by. Yeah, this thanks, guys. wasn't the total disaster I was worried about. Josie, don't give me that look. I, this has turned out all right. Hold on, Teal's give me a look now. No, this has been a fun podcast, yeah. and we got to get him back home because we got a real podcast coming up. That's right. Yeah, right, not one right, of these. Right, not one of these goofing around silly things. They got to get dinner. Yeah, that's probably why they're so angry. Yeah, and they haven't eaten. So. so what do we yeah. do at the end of the podcast? We always do what? Do you guys know? You guys might not know. No, we don't. Yeah, uh-uh. we do a countdown. We go three, two, one, and then we kind of wrap things up. Okay, so here we Ready? go. How about we all say bye at once? Maybe at the end of it, but here we go. Yeah. Three, Three, two, two one. one. Music. Well, I want Theo, we'll be adding music. Yeah. We don't need you to provide it. Currently. I appreciate that. Now. Yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Maybe I don't have to do that work now. But I want to thank our listeners as always. You can find all our episodes on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on Apple. And as always, get the word out. Thanks again to Jim's niece in Melbourne, Florida, because she's thank, getting the word out. Thank you, Melbourne. Melbourne, Florida. It can't just be her downloading because we got a bunch of downloads from that. And guys, thanks for coming over, and then we'll say goodbye. Ready? Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. My name is Jim Martin, along with my co-host, as always, Chris Beyer. Tonight is a podcast that, that's been long overdue. Frequently, I talk about this podcast with my wife and her good friend, Catherine. And one day, they finally said, hey, what the heck? Why haven't we been on the show? And I said, well, I don't know how that's going to go, but we're going to find out tonight. So here they are, Catherine and my wife, Harper, are here with us tonight. I'm hoping this is not a uh, you killed independent Jim moment. That's what I'm, yes, we have to avoid. Jim divided against itself cannot stand. (laughs) This is my world. I'm letting you into it. I don't know if that's good. We'll see. Well, so, uh, thank you again. Uh, yeah, thanks, Desi, uh, well, for letting letting us on the show. Letting us on the show. And that's <laughs> Catherine uh, Harper's friend. And Harper, let's hear your voice. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. And the first question I got for Harper is, I take your husband away from you for these uh, podcasts. How has that worked out with the relationship? It adds a freshness to our relationship. <laughs> I, I'm deeply indebted to you. Wow, I didn't know that. I think everybody should have their own hobbies and things that they do. You should definitely have your own friends. Independent gym keeps things happy and healthy here. You should have separate bank accounts and a couple separate friends. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, actually, I share Catherine far more than I am comfortable with. I think she's <laughs> become a household friend, and I don't know that I like it. I'm ostensibly Jim's second wife. I mean, let's face yeah. it that way. Yeah. This is our artistic thing. What's yours, Catherine? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Um, tap dancing? Karaoke? I don't know. Nice. Like, I, I have, I guess, an unofficial podcast with Harper because we, we just get <laughs> together and riff on things. And the next day I know like an hour's gone by and, and we both, uh, our cheeks hurt from laughing. And that's uh, essentially what what we get out of it. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. And it usually ends with like, oh, that's the 5,023rd thing, like reason yeah. that reason we're, we're friends. friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, God, why didn't we invent that? Like, that should be a thing. Do you want to hear okay. about my Halloween costume idea? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. Remember, you're talking to well, us, the hosts. This is Chris, a woman who consistently kills it on Halloween costumes with costumes that not only are like, absolutely spectacularly constructed but are, are of 
just the right amount of, how can I phrase this? Like you have to have a certain level of intelligence to really like pick up on exactly what she's putting down. Like, I thought you were going to say type of mental illness, but no. No, no. I mean, <laughs> you guys were, Jim was there for the Gruffalo costume, which that yeah. happened to be the, the Halloween that it rained horribly. Mm, what's a Gruffalo? It's a great little animated uh, short film. Um, was it, it's still on Netflix, Harper? I think it is, but it's a great book by a British author, and it's a little tale about a mouse who's trying to frighten off little woodland creatures that might eat him, and he makes up this creature called the Gruffalo. Theo loved it when he was little, so I made him a Gruffalo costume. I think it's because I'm a teacher, you know? That's what moms do, is they make dreams come true. What's the new idea? The new idea is I want to be Dr. Teeth and Janice (gasps) from the Muppets for Halloween. Oh, Good one. What, you and Jim are going to be Dr. Heath and Janice? Yeah. Ooh. Because so, the kids are getting older now. They're going to pick stuff that I think is dumb, but I'm going to have to be like, okay, cool. But yeah, at least I get to pick something that I think is cool. That is cool. Jim, that I makes was, you Dr. Teeth? I guess so. The, uh, no, he's going to be Janice. I'll be Janice. Yeah, I'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you design these costumes. What's your other artistic outlet? Of course, you do this... Um, kind of a coaching type web show or something like that, right? What is that? I have a business called Curious Ground and I do creativity coaching, which really just means I help women in particular create alignment between how they perform in the world and who they see themselves as and just find that really their true north. And I've always found that creativity is is my way to access what really feels most authentic to me. And I, I think that women and, and women who parent maybe in particular, but um, I would, I think any woman with a career experience is getting sort of knocked off of her own uh, inner true North. And so I use creativity as a tool to, to help women feel more aligned. And creativity in like an artistic, like drawing or what are we talking about? Yeah, my focus is in the visual arts, but I've also worked with a woman who was a poet. It was interesting to work with her because, you know, with my background being in visual arts, but I found that um, creative expression can be accessed through lots of different outlets. So I was able to kind of give her some guidance in a way that she could use and express in her own way. I wonder if Catherine's hearing this because she didn't have much creative things going on, karaoke and whatnot. Catherine's incredibly creative. Catherine's working on a book. And, oh, let's hear about that. Essentially, my father died last year. Um, in remembering his life and thinking about it, so many people referred to him as, you know, the kind of person that is a character in a book if not there, if there isn't a whole book written about him. <laughs> I thought about that, and I thought about all of the things that – Um, the little facets of his personality and who he was and how he touched all these different people. And I just thought about writing a book uh, about him and from the perspective of my children, uh, mainly my daughter, and what it's like to have a grandfather like he was. That's awesome. He's quite a character. Got a lot of great stories. (laughs) You guys were on the the receiving end of many of his, uh, Yeah. yeah, his stories. Catherine's father is such a character, uh, a character of incredible character, a lot of integrity. And he spoke like John Wayne. 
Yes, he did. For um, for a Chinese man, that's uh that's not a typical combination. Yeah, uh, the yeah. swagger uh, is not often so noticeable <laughs> in Chinese grandfathers. When you said Chinese, was he from China or from America? His parents were immigrants, and he was one of five children, and he was the only one born here in Milwaukee. He actually was born on the east side. Um, if any, if people know where Comet Cafe is, it's right next door. My grandparents used to have a laundry, and he was literally born in the back room of the laundry. The funny part about it is I think that for a lot of his life, people viewed him as an immigrant because of the way he looked, but mm. nobody was more Milwaukee than my dad. He, he loved this town, and he loved all the aspects of it. He knew everybody. Did he speak Chinese at all? He did, but terribly, apparently. Like, and, and when we were kids, we didn't know any better. Yeah, right, right. Because he grew up in a, in a time where um, his family wanted him to assimilate as quickly as possible. So uh, while they spoke Chinese at home, he was absolutely encouraged to speak English and to translate and to help his family and in all those important ways. And so um, it wasn't until I was older and my father, and his when he was retired, joined a group of other um, Chinese retirees and they would have lunch and talk and play mahjong and all these other sort of, you know, Chinese things. But everybody who was in this group would say things to me like, we're, we're excited that he's, he's here now because his Chinese is getting a lot better. And we had no idea, but he kind of spoke this sort of pidgin Chinese English that we, when my brothers and I were kids, we delighted to listen to him talk to my aunt or other, my uncles on the phone, because it would be this very sing-songy Cantonese conversation and then he would just pepper it with words that he didn't know the um the chinese for now it's great people who speak a second language they cultivate that in their children and they they absolutely want them to be bilingual but that when when my even my father was a child and certainly my generation it just wasn't a thing my it was a pri it wasn't a priority in our house mm. in that way we want to learn all about you Catherine, especially when we want to learn about do you listen to our podcast I do. In fact, I, I, I do listen to your podcast and I haven't listened to, listen to all your episodes, but I did revisit key ones, mainly Josie and Theo's today. And, um, and your last episode I listened to where you ruined a man's life. So for the second time, how did I treat your children? Did I do a good job? Oh yeah. You guys, yeah. They were um, delightful guests, I thought. And Josie knitted a hat today for said guinea pigs. Now we're, we're, we're talking about a season three, episode, I think seven, where we interviewed Jim's kids, Theo and Josephine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Tell Josie that it looks like you could fit a lot of secret messages in that hat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about the guinea pig spies. We've had yeah, Harper on. Now we need to get the guinea pigs on the show. Right. There's Lucy in her guinea pig hat. She's kind of wearing uh, a gangsta style. She's got it over one ear. There's no other <laughs> way for guinea pigs to wear hats, Jim. That's true. There's only That's one true. way. Well, gangsta. people don't realize what bad asses they are. They're the bad asses of the rodent world. They don't mess with those. How, how long do they last again? Two, three years? No, What's guinea pigs have surprising too. longevity. I had a guinea pig from fourth grade to junior year of high school. That's pretty, that's pretty long. 
But especially with the perils that you exposed that guinea pig to. I heard about that. That guinea pig was exposed to many perils. That guinea pig got trapped in a Barbie Corvette. No adult, this is how long ago it was, no adult was home to help us with the (laughs) situation. So I snatched a meat cleaver out of the kitchen and tried to like crack open the Barbie Corvette. Kind of jaws of life. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, but in, but all it did was traumatize her even further because uh, the, the good people at Mattel had made a fine quality product and it was not, <laughs> it was not breaking. We took our, our guinea pig, my friend w- that was with me, uh, my, my good friend Kathy, who I'm still friends with to this day, we had the, the wherewithal to take it to the next door neighbor and ask what should do and a little vegetable oil later and one chicken guinea pig later and uh i I feel all right about telling that story because again she lived a long many many years if the guinea pig died you could have told people that it died in a car accident i could have (laughs) yes that's that's true true. people would have been puzzled but yeah you gotta belt those things no no seatbelt yeah right through the windshield right (laughs) as a kid None of us wore seatbelts, right? I'm I'm a little older than you. Did you wear a seatbelt? No, I did. I did not. No, in fact, we had a station wagon, and we, my parents, mm-hmm. used to most of the time have all the seats down, and we talk about how we used to just roll around like marbles in the back seat. Remember when the cars had the automatic seatbelt, where you closed the door and yeah. it would it would travel on a track? Yeah. My dad used to unhook it because that was annoying to him. Yeah. How about he behind the automatic? Back he was not into. You know, the way back? back is that flat area? I used to lay up on that flat area behind the back seat. Oh, yeah, on the oh. window, by the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. way back. See what yeah. you mean? You mean like where somebody's tiny dog sits nowadays? Or people put their baseball hats. Not, yeah. not the way back in the in the in the wagon. My buddy mm-hmm. had a my buddy Matt had they had a station wagon. We used to go on the way back. My dad Did was kind of like Mitt Romney. I he would put me up in a dog cage on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Mitt Romney puts dogs up on the roof of his car. You don't remember that? No. Back when he was running against Obama, right? Uh, One of the knocks on him is he told a story about how they put the dog in a cage on the roof for a trip. Really? People were like, out. No. What is this, National Lampoon That was the election right there. People are funny about their pets. Yeah. Isn't that me? Yeah. Hmm, Interesting. Kids and pets is like the two things you can't really joke about in that way. Right. To Chris's point earlier, like it's not that our parents loved us any less back then. It they just did. was, it was a different, was. it was a different, <laughs> uh, it was just a different time. Like yeah. it, you know, you just didn't worry like we worry, like parents as in twenty twenty worry about things. Is that we, a good thing? Do we worry too much? Yes. Oh, we absolutely worry too much. It's not yeah. a good thing. It's not healthy for any of us. It's not healthy for us, and it's definitely not healthy for our children. I think I can say that I see the effects of that almost every day. Um, when children aren't allowed to struggle or explore or be uncomfortable, parents want to protect their children from that. And I get it. I do it too. I'm guilty of it too. But it is interesting when you see what kind of repercussions that has. Right. So just so our listeners know, Catherine is the directress of the toddler program at Milwaukee Montessori School. And also a teacher. So, and Harper's a teacher there too. So they work with kids a lot. That's why she's saying she sees it every day. It's not like she's at the grocery store. I'm like, yeah, that kid. But I do see that every day too. I mean, it's interesting. I see it in my professional life and I see it in my private life. It's pretty ubiquitous. My profession doesn't come up too often on this podcast. 
I'm a helicopter pilot, so I'm a helicopter yeah. dad. <laughs> Hovering over the school. Yeah. I do traffic reports. I do uh, news chopper stuff. Sure. All your helicopter needs. High school football games. That yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Do you uh, insert yourself into your children's conflicts with their friends? Uh, there really isn't much of that going on. I'm trying to think. When my kids were young, I insisted that they walk to school on their own. Now, Jim's dad actually walked my kids back one day of the week. But I remember pressure from other people saying, you let your kids walk to school when they're four, five, six, seven. And I did. And I didn't worry about it. Yeah. Pretty quiet neighborhood. And not, no busy streets across, which is a plus. But yeah. Right. yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't inserted myself in any conflicts with their friends because it really hasn't come up. I don't know. Do you guys run into that? We're starting to a little bit with Josie. And it's really not so much a conflict as it is like she is everybody's friend, but the, then the friends don't get along with each other sometimes. That right. seemed to be her problem this year. So so then it was like one friend, she's my friend, another one, she's my friend, and then Josie's kind of caught in the middle. So but we didn't we didn't intervene in anything like that. I mean there's no bullying or something where like feel almost tempted to talk to the parents about like what's going on with this you know there's we haven't had any situations like that but i feel like you guys are great that way like a lot of people can't help themselves like again to the point of not wanting their child to be uncomfortable or to have any sort of conflict i think it's a very very tempting thing for a lot of parents and i think it's very hard for a lot of parents to walk away from Mm -hmm. yeah when they ask people, were you bullied in school? Almost everybody says they were bullied. Do you remember an instance where you bullied somebody yourself? I do. I do. No, 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 no. You both are very fast with that response. (laughs) Okay, so it's probably just because I'm a teacher and because it has been like so clearly described to teachers so that you understand like what is bullying, what is not bullying. Bullying has to be something that happens consistently. It has to be one person targets one person, and it happens over a long period of time. My answer is no, then. Yeah, so that there's a pattern. <laughs> what, did I do something that was really awful to somebody? Yes. I didn't pick a target and was like, you, I'm always picking on you. Yeah. I got pantsed once at school. But that was just one crummy thing that happened. It wasn't like that person was always targeting me, picking on me. It was like... Let's see how many people we can do this to. And I was one yeah. of them. Don't you think that's also a thing, though, that kids today don't do, which is like there was like a weird code like when we were kids that unless you're really hurt, either emotionally or physically, you just didn't go to adults for things. When something happened, it might have been upsetting, but not the point where you couldn't handle it. It just was a thing that you kind of processed. And, and it was one of the little many little million things that happen in childhood to like sort of learn boundaries and learn what you'll tolerate and what you won't. And I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. Cause I do remember, I was just telling Jim today about when I went to play at a friend's house, I was like four or five and we were upstairs playing and I'm the youngest in my family by 10 years. So the setup in my house was like, people don't mistreat me. I'm the littlest. <laughs> So then I go to play with this friend and he did something jerky to me and I went down and told his mom and it must have been like, you know, the third time I did that. And she was like, buck up, little camper. That's your battle to figure out. Like, you don't like it? Tell him. Knock it off. Or, you know, bop him back. I had never heard that before. And I think, I think more and more there are 
there are kids like that who, you know, are not told, like, get back in the ring. There's always that advice of the guy, you know, hit the guy that's hitting you. But when yeah. you're smaller, you're going to get beat up then, right? <laughs> in the movies, it works out. In real life, maybe not so much. <laughs> right. like you hit him, he just gets mad and just pulverizes you instead. Yeah. I want to say the, the Bait and Switch podcast is kind of like your local tavern. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. We're going to wrap up the podcast here tonight. Oh, last call is being switched, is it? This isn't probably the end of our conversation, but it's the end of our podcast tonight. I want to thank Catherine, and I want to thank Harper. Right. Thank you for having us. We're, yes. we, I'm tickled to finally been able to be a guest on the show. We did it. Yeah, we did it, it huh? Let's do one thing that we haven't done in a while here, Jim. That's right. Let's clap it out, all right? Count it down. You want to count it down? All right, here we go. Thought... Four of us. Harper knows right. the drill, right? She doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> It'll be like church. I'll mouth it. You guys do it. Uh, we, go. we just got three, end. two, one, and then. Here we go. And three, three, two, two, two one. one. Wait, that didn't work at all. This is the worst <laughs> countdown really I've ever heard in my life. Look at your computer screen. Here we go. Look. Okay. All right, here we go. And three. three. Two, one. Now, yeah, that's too slow now. I thought like I was going too fast, so then I thought I was I would slow it down. Can't just, think about just forget it. I'll get like okay. chipmunk voices and put it in at the end. Three times a charm. Okay. So you want to do it again? Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. Here we go. And three, three two, two, one. one. <laughs> All right. Well, that tradition's yeah, yeah. over with. I, I'm scarred after that. It seems that. like it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem like this. Yeah, you didn't do it with Prince Tarlova. We said, we said we haven't done this for a long time. That's why. Yeah. That's what we led into this with. We haven't done this for a while. Yeah. Now we're but not going to do it anymore. Thanks a lot. Maybe you argue we need a different, more scintillating song. To your point. Well, let's, yeah, let's clap it out. Chris has had enough. Let's clap right, it out.